everyone for joining us today on the Calm Podcast. Today we have two guests with us, uh, Tyler and Emily. I will let them introduce themselves before we get started. Whoever would like to start first. Hi, everyone. My name is Emily Gaber, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. Um, I am a staff counselor through the University of Oshkosh um, Counseling Center. Good morning, everyone. My name is Tyler Volkert. My pronouns are he, him, and his. I am a staff counselor as well through the Counseling Center. Thank you, too, for joining us for the Mindful March podcast that we have going So today we're going to talk about self-compassion, and just to kind of start out, I would like to know um, from each of you, what is your definition of self-compassion? When I think about self-compassion, I think about how everyone's life has moments of joy as well as moments of pain, right? And during those moments of pain, self-compassion is really speaking to how we respond to ourselves. And responding with self-compassion in those moments of pain sort of means to me turning towards ourselves with open arms and sort of responding to ourselves in the way that we might support a loved one or a close friend in that moment um, in sort of embracing ourselves with our intention and love um, so that we can move forward through those moments of pain with grace. I love what Emily said about kind of treating ourselves like we treat loved ones and close friends. And I would add that it's also kind of sharing that kindness and recognizing our common humanity. Um, A lot of times, a lot of us have really high expectations of ourselves and we're very critical of ourselves. So self-compassion is kind of this nurturing voice that we work on creating to kind of foster the opportunity for growth, the opportunity for error, and recognizing that we are human at the end of the day. Perfect. Thank you, too, for that. I do think I agree with both of you on everything that you said, and I feel as though students in particular may forget to give themselves some self-compassion. On the same note, how does the Counseling Center use or promote self-compassion? So there's a couple of ways I think that we do this at the Counseling Center. I think first and foremost, one of our most popular groups that we offer is our Self-Compassion Workshop Series. Uh, It's a four-part group that teaches students about what is self-compassion and what is this term that many of us have not heard of. Um, We can use context clues to kind of figure it out, but really what does it look like in practice? And so we have both a a workshop group and then once folks kind of have a good understanding of it, we actually also have a process group. So students kind of get together on a weekly basis and talk about what challenges come up for them when they're trying to practice self-compassion? What makes it difficult or easy? And what are some additional ways to practice self-compassion? Absolutely. I also would add that I think self-compassion work and research underscores a lot of what we do throughout the Counseling Center through those specific groups, but also in our individual work with students. Um, And when we really look at how self-criticism can amplify pain, 
self-compassion can amplify healing. So as we sort of weave this thread of self-compassion through the different conversations we have in the counseling center in different areas, even if that's not the specific um, focus of that group, it really can cause a ripple effect of healing. You know, and lastly, I would add that we also do this on a staff level, Mm -hmm. you know, recognizing that we are also human. And so having the opportunity in the space to own maybe our own worries or our own struggles and having self-compassion with ourselves. And, and really, you know, Sandy, as our director, has taken a lot of charge in, in promoting that in us so that we can promote it with our students and in the campus community. Wow, those are some really great examples of how the Counseling Center students and staff really implement um, self-compassion. Specifically talking about students, how do you, both of you, see this helping students in any way? I think for a lot of students, college is a time of high stress. And that can lead a lot of students to be very hard on themselves. Um, A lot of times, self-criticism is used as a motivator to help students achieve more with their academics and their other goals in life. But over time, this can also really impact a person's sense of self-worth. And so integrating self-compassion in a student's mindset and lifestyle can really change the source of motivation and and help students still reach their goals and succeed, but also have a sense of peace while succeeding. I would also add like self-compassion is we've found to be a better motivator than Mm self-criticism. So to be able to kind of wrap wrap ourselves in that compassion and recognizing our humanity and showing ourselves kindness and forgiveness when things don't necessarily go well. A lot of times these things are out of our control and yet we try to find something or someone to blame these things on and often that comes back on ourselves. So self-compassion is recognizing all the efforts and all of the struggles that we might be having and kind of just hugging ourselves with that, that kindness, which again, turns into more motivation because we're not being so hard on ourselves and getting so down on ourselves. Those are some really great points. And then my last question is, I hear there is a new app um, around self-compassion. If either of you could touch on that and fill us in on this new app that is coming from the Counseling Center. Yeah, this is a project that we are super excited about. Um, It is definitely something that is in the works. Um, We're not quite ready to unveil it yet, but we are wanting to give students the opportunity to, we're kind of meeting them where they're at. So we're giving them the opportunity to learn about and especially practice self-compassion as it relates to various areas of their life via an app. Uh, We touch on a a bunch of different topics within the app. We talk on self-kindness and mindfulness, but also grief and identity and body kindness. A lot of really good things that are coming into this app. And again, very much in the working stage we are. didn't know when I kind of came into this, uh, you know, position on, on the staff that we would be working on creating an app. So it's been very much a learning curve, but a, a very exciting one nonetheless. 
Absolutely. I think that it's a topic that we're passionate about. Um, and as we dive into the technology and the different pieces of how to create this, um, it's a challenge, but it's an exciting challenge to figure out how we can spread this information. Um, and I think what's really cool about the app is that it has some information about self-compassion in these different topics, um, but also a lot of hands-on activities to help students practice self-compassion in the moment and sort of push their minds into different areas and different ways of relating to themselves and putting these concepts um, not just into our minds but in our daily practices as well. Some of the well, examples of <laughs> some of the examples of activities that we have are going to be like journal activities, like self-reflect reflection activities. We're also going to have meditation, mindfulness activities, just a couple of really great ways for students to practice it. So it doesn't feel like it's all, you know, there's only one way to practice self-compassion. It's really giving folks the opportunity to experience self-compassion in a variety of different ways. That is a really cool app. I didn't know it was going to encompass all of those different aspects of self-compassion and just well-being also in general. Is there any other last comments that either of you would like to add about self-compassion for our listeners this week during the second week of Mindful March? I would just like to add that self-compassion, like many other concepts, is a journey. Um, and most people aren't able to maybe practice self-compassion to the extent they'd like to when they first practice. But this is just an encouragement to keep engaging with it and trying it in a different way because the more that we dive in, the more that we learn how much it can benefit us and also fit into our lives. And I would also add that, um, especially during the month of March, I mean, we are now you know, six weeks into the semester and, and folks are starting to get starting to feel the the pressure as we're heading into midterms next week. So this is a vital time to be talking about self-compassion as, as things are gearing up and, and getting a little more hectic, but um, we're very hopeful for what this can do for students in the future. Well, thank you two so much for joining me today, talking about self-compassion and the new things that are coming from the Counseling Center. And again, just thank you for joining me on this podcast for Mindful March. And you both have a great rest of your day. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.